With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A very good evening, New Zealand. Welcome to Rugby World Cup today. No, it's not Daniel McCarty. It is producer Brad. Brad Lewis sitting in for Daniel. Daniel and Logan Swinkles making their way back from France as we speak on a big, huge jet plane. Uh, they will be back on board on Thursday uh, for Rugby World Cup today. So you're stuck with me for the next three days. So apologies for that. Um, but we have an awesome show for you. Uh, of course, thank you to Kubota, Shaping and Building Australia and New Zealand. Uh, that's who brings you a Rugby World Cup today from the studio in here in Auckland. Coming up tonight, well, we go into the camps of the Wallabies, Ireland, Wales, Tonga, Samoa and England after another stunning weekend of games. We also look back shortly at the All Blacks win over Namibia on Saturday morning and hear from coach Ian Foster and a quickly recovering Tyrell Lomax. As well as that, a Rugby World Cup schedule update thanks to Kubota and our breakout performer of the weekend, all thanks to Breakout River Meets. But first, on your Monday evening, we're going to jump into the time machine and wind back the clock to Saturday morning in Toulouse. The All Blacks versus Namibia. ground on the 22, just fly there from the left-hand sideline, it's Havili, and now it's flying in Nuku, and he will give it off to Cam Roygaard, who in his first test match start has waited an eternity, I'll scratch that, about a minute and a half to score his first test try, he's going to go quickly, McKenzie gets a pass from Roygaard, sticks his opposite number, Swanapool, who looks to the heavens for help. But he now sees McKenzie sliding in under the bar. Throw to the front. Retallick wins again. Papali rolls off the back. He's flying a Nuku charging onto it. Beats the first. Oh, they don't want to touch him. They don't want to tackle him. His first try. From the goal line, it's brought down. Roygaard, nice short pass by Artie Savia. And Ethan De Groot will score a try mere seconds after coming on the field. Then Mawanga to the line, drops it in behind. McKenzie sprints, but Caleb Clark will get there. He gets a favourable bounce. And he scores his first try. So the banker referrals come back. It's been upgraded to a red card. Oh, my goodness. There's no obligation. No so that player in the bin is now a red card. Ethan De Groot has been sent off. That was highlights from the Namibia All Blacks game. Yes, Ethan DeGroot. Uh, the All Blacks are going to fight that charge. I think that hearing is later tonight. New Zealand time, 71-3, the final score. Uh, All Blacks will be looking to get Ethan DeGroot off that charge uh, scot-free. We'll keep you updated with the latest uh, here at SCNZ. But what did Mr Foster think of his All Blacks performance in a game that they were expected to win and win well? Uh, job done well. We went in there with a clean, a clear idea about how we wanted to approach the game. Um, we wanted to control the game early. 
through our pack, and I, th- and I thought our forwards did a good job of that, and that enabled us to to play and, and look at the opportunities uh, when when we felt they were on. So I was really pleased with that aspect of the game. And on that red card to uh, Mr. Ethan DeGroote, uh, Fozzie's thoughts on the decision and where it leaves his side. Oh, it's always frustrating. Yes, it was. Um, and my experience tells me you just got to go away and let it breathe for a while and have a good look at it and go through the process. So that happened after Twickenham and and uh, things were pretty clear after 24 hours. I mean, there's a lot of shoulder on shoulder in that contact. We saw the player getting a shoulder dealt to um, and that certainly looked like the target area. So we'll wait and see. It's an area that Clearly, people are searching for consistency at the moment, so we'll just have to look at the video and see what happens. Uh, indeed, and what will be happening is they're heading to the judiciary tonight to fight that charge. Uh, Ethan DeGroote looking down the barrel of anywhere from 10 to 3 weeks. And uh, very good news, Tyrell Lomax looks like he might be returning in the very near future for the All Blacks. Uh, he spoke with media uh, overnight last night, uh, New Zealand time. I was in a brace for about a week just to let the stitches heal, obviously, and then as soon as I came out of that brace, I was pretty much trying to do as much as I could, just getting the uh, strength back in my quad muscle, and, um, yeah, obviously trying to stay fit. I just did a lot of boxing sessions with Gilly, with Gil, and then, yeah, pretty much as soon as I could run, I was doing a lot of running. So that is the news out of the All Blacks camp. Tyrell Lomax uh, speaking to the media uh, Monday morning, New Zealand time, looking like he could be likely for the Italian game in a couple of weeks, certainly for Uruguay at the back end of pool play. Well, Ireland continue, continue to impress, don't they? They comfortably dispatched of Tonga on Sunday morning in a game. Many thoughts could prove uh, a potential banana skin, but alas, there were no bananas in sight for the Paddies. Inside ball to Caelan Doris, the big number eight. Offloads to Ty Burn, and he scores. Omani, switch play at the lineout from Ireland. So adept at this part of the game. So well drilled, these Irish forwards. Still going now. Paul O'Connell, the forward coach, drills them endlessly with this sort of stuff, and they do get the try. Good hands from Keenan. Ringrose puts it on to Mac Hansen. Mac Hansen with some footwork. Cuts inside. Mac Hansen. Oh, that's brilliant. Murray dummy and the ball to Ringrose. He's got support. It's Johnny Sexton. Johnny Sexton. Under the posts. And he breaks the record for Ireland in the process. Fafita. Fafita. He scores via Fafita. Couple of Ulsterman in tandem there. Bundy Arkey bursting through. Bundy bags a try. Ireland will turn their attentions to South Africa in Pool B. Off the back of another fine performance here. That man Bundy Arkey, player of the match. But a team performance as ever from the Grand Slam champions. 59-16, to 16, the final score, dominant from Ireland. They are certainly looking everything. Uh, world champions elect, aren't they? The best team on the planet. Uh, Coach Andy Farrell on 
if it's just another case or if it's a case of another box being ticked on their journey to winning their first Rugby World Cup, to winning their first ever Rugby World Cup elimination game come quarterfinal time? Oh, it's a bit more than that. We're not into ticking boxes. Um, we, uh, we, we, we like to see and judge ourselves on how we've prepared for a tough game, which was which it was always going to be um, against a, a Tongan side that's roaring to, to, to go with the quality that they've got and the quality in the coaching staff and, you know, to get the, the, the tournament up and running, there was always going to be a tough challenge for us. But I thought we handled uh, the game and the opponent extremely well. Um, even when things weren't going too well for us, as in error-wise, etc., I thought, as far as control and territory-wise, I thought we, 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 we controlled the game really well. And once we got a couple of scores up, um, I thought we, we, we followed nicely and, uh, and c- controlled the game throughout. Irish coach uh, Andy Farrell there on uh, ticking another box. Well, that's not what they do. In fact, they just keep rolling that green machine on. Now, uh, Andy Farrell talks on Johnny Sexton breaking Ireland's all-time point-scoring record, uh, pipping, of course, former Crusaders co-coach uh, or assistant coach Ronan O'Gara. Johnny Sexton uh, breaking the record. Here's Andy Farrell's thoughts on his superstar first 5-8. I think it was fitting that he had, he had nine points, hadn't he? He had nine points and equaled the record, hadn't he, before he scored the try. That's what I was trying to uh, find out with the, with uh, Vinny, our, our analyst, and um, two, two minutes later, he, he, he scored under the post, and you just knew when we got held up and we were set to play, that play is something that we, we, we obviously practised during the week, and he knows which ones to follow, and uh, uh, he, f- he, f- he followed Connor uh, really well, and it was so fitting that he he, he, um, he brought the he brought the record uh, with a try like that. Um, but what I would say, and I've said to, to Johnny uh, in front of the lads in there, that uh, I mean he can he can talk for himself, but the record's fantastic. But he'd, he'd say that um, uh, that that's his job, etc. Um, but it takes some doing. Uh, but to us, as a as a as a leader, as a player, um, he's a lot more than a point scoring machine. You know, for, for Ireland, how he prepares his team and gets them up for absolutely every game uh, selflessly is more important to I would think him and and certainly and certainly to us. So Ireland's uh, tournament now gets very, very interesting. Scotland, South Africa, well, South Africa first, then Scotland to come, and then a massive quarterfinal uh, against France or the All Blacks. Uh, so are they ready for these big games ahead? Um, uh, well, I would hope we, we, we will be better um, because we'll, we'll, we'll certainly need to be um, playing against a fantastic side in, in South Africa. But two, two games under the belt is good for us. Um, you know, I, I, I felt for Tonga a, a little bit in the sense that they didn't get to play last week, and I think uh, once you got the first game out of the, out of the way, that you, you you find your rhythm better, and it certainly looked like that from from our point of view. Hopefully, that rolls on um, uh, to another level on, on the third week, um, because um, I mean, this is this is what World Cups are all about: so weeks that are coming um, against the reigning world champions. It doesn't really get any better, you know, and it's one thing for sure. You know that the Irish are going to turn up and enjoy it as well. Uh, So it's a fantastic week to look forward to. 
And what on that game against the Springboks does Andy Farrell believe his team is ready to take it to the world champs? Well, like I said, uh, before the Romania game, uh, the proof will be next Saturday. Um, if I'm in good form, uh, that, that's you got to go and do it in the games. No point in saying you're you're feeling good or whatever. You know, I just take it day by day. Make sure I recover well. Uh, turn up to training Monday, Tuesday, and and try and help put the the plan in place to like to take on the like I said already the the reigning world champions. They've hit a great vein of form, and uh, it's going to be a huge challenge for us, but one that we are uh, really excited about, and uh, hopefully we'll be ready for it. And that was uh, Johnny Sexton, of course, talking about uh, if they're ready or not, whether they're ready or not for the World Champion Springboks. And what about Tonga, giving more respect to uh, a Tier Two nation uh, that is approaching or verging on the uh, likes of being a Tier One nation? Well, the more opportunity to play in bigger games, that the the, the better the, the, the they're going to be. And I would think that this game tonight is going to benefit them massively for for the for the for the games that they've got coming ahead. I know that they speaking to them, they would have loved to have had a tier one nation to play in a, in a warm up game, but that wasn't to be. Um, so they'll they'll learn a lot from tonight. I, w- I would have thought and um, and understand understand. Uh, what it's like in the in, in the World Cup playing playing against tier one tier one nations and give the best version of themselves for for the next couple of weeks. And to the Tonga camp we go. Captain Ben Tamiafuna on Tonga getting more tier one rugby. Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel if we're exposed to this kind of rugby and at this type of um, at this level, um, I think the last game was against a top nation was against England, two thousand and one, uh, like two years ago I think. So. Um, it was quite a little while back that we get to test ourselves against the, the Tier 1 nations. And we're not using an excuse. Um, just like Coach said, we'll, we're going to take the positives out of this. And I'm still proud of my boys. Um, we, we played our hearts out. We didn't give up. And we played right to the end. And finally, from the Tongan camp, uh, before we get to a break, Ben Tamiafuna on what makes Ireland just so damn good. I think, the, personally, I think they, 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 the, they do the small things very well. Um, you know, just the small, small micro skills, um, just little one percent things that you know you don't see on camera or, or you know, or, or see the flash, flashy stuff. Um, they just do those really small things well, and um, you know, heads to them. You know, we've just had we haven't had that was our first game. Um, you know, they've had we had one under the belt, and they know what it's like to be at this level. And, Looking forward to Scotland. Much easier games. Well, not easier, but certainly winnable games for Tonga coming up, including against Scotland uh, and Romania uh, and a big game against South Africa. They're not completely out of it when it comes to quarterfinal spots yet, and they do, of course, have history of beating France at a Rugby World Cup. So who knows uh, for the Tongans. It is 17 minutes after six. You are on Rugby World Cup today on SCNZ. Brad Lewis filling in for Daniel McCarty. Uh, after the break, Wallabies coach... Eddie Jones, and also his former skipper, Michael Hooper. And we also hear from the victorious Fijian camp 22-15. They beat the Wallabies this morning.
Welcome back to Rugby World Cup today. Brad Lewis filling in for Daniel McCarty. Uh, the show all thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Well, the Wallabies' week of bliss came to an end this morning. After a gutsy win against Georgia last week, Australia came crashing back down to earth with a 22-15 to loss against a very, very good Fiji inside this morning. have it. Nick White putting the punt downfield. No one home as well. This could go for a 50-22 and it will. At time the bounce favourable for Nick White and he's getting a good pump up from the Wallabies as well. And now they've won it with a quick throw and they're going to score in the right corner. No longer Nitoasi. Carter Gordon misreads it and Fiji have come away with it. In fact they're going to score in the left corner. Jasua Tui Silva the star of the first half. What a shambles from the Wallabies on the up and under kick uncontested in the air Carter Gordon let it bounce and flying through was Jasua Tuisova and with no one in front of him he sprinted to the left corner Fiji 17 points to 8 two and a half minutes gone in the second half now the Maul pushing towards the Fijian line they do have advantage as well and they still got the roll on now still pushing forward the Wallabies and off the back of it goes Dave Parecki they have it at the back of the ruck now busting through the middle was that Vunivalu and the try's been given straight away by Andrew Bray Sully Vunivalu this will be the last play of the match the Wallabies to have the scrum feed strong scrum no mistakes here from the Wallabies it's, it's messy at the back is it knocked on it's a penalty Fiji, Fiji have won the penalty it goes dead. Referee Andrew Brace blows the whistle and a historic win for Fiji at Rugby World Cup 2023. 22 points to 15. Oh, mate, Steve Devine uh, couldn't hide his uh, th- his his thrill at uh, the uh, Wallabies getting overrun by Fiji. Outplayed, you name it. Uh, the Fijians doing the job on the Wobblies uh, last night or over or this morning. Um, that call courtesy of SCNZ, of course. Uh, thank you very much to Sam and Steve Devine. So we move to Eddie Jones now and his message for his Wallabies fans. Uh, we'll get ready for Wales. I don't, I don't catch the fans, mate. I appreciate all their support. Um, we're doing our absolute best, and I apologise. It's my fault. I take full responsibility for it. So full responsibility taken by Eddie Jones for that loss against Fiji. Uh, he does have some issues. Two of his best players, Will Skelton, Tani Alatupo, missing that game through injury. Uh, what's the latest on those two fellas? Yeah, just the fight we showed, mate. You know, I've, I've seen teams go away against when Fiji's like that, and we didn't. We stuck in there, hung in there. You know, we just couldn't get one part of our game really going. You know, if we were able to get our mall going, that could have changed the game, but we couldn't get that going. We didn't get any ascendancy in the scrum and we were beaten at the breakdown. So that was difficult things about it. Oh, beg your pardon. Of course, that was Eddie Jones uh, speaking uh, on the positives of the game. Now, what about Eddie Jones on Fiji being ready for Tier 1 rugby? They've certainly uh, showed in the last few weeks with wins over England and the Wallabies, that they are a tier one side. What does Eddie Jones think about that? Well, I can't, I'm not an administrator, that, mate, but all I can say is that they've got a quality team, they're well coached, um, 
And, you know, they're a team at the end of their cycle. You know, they've got a very experienced team, uh, guys probably close to their peak. Um, yeah, and we're at the beginning of our cycle. But I, I thought they played really well. And the, the good thing for, the, for Fiji now, you know, the, the development of the Drua in bringing those young players through, like the, the hooker who comes on in the second half, you know, he's a, he's a quality player. And he's become a quality player through training full time with the Drua, Drua, sorry, apologies, Drua, and also playing with the Drua at a higher level. And I think that's the real benefit for Fiji rugby. And if they can keep growing that, keep growing that system, there's no reason why they can't be in the rugby championship, mate. Wallabies coach uh, Eddie Jones on whether or not Fiji should be in the rugby championship. Certainly, I think they're uh, approaching that type of status, aren't they? As good as the Pumas, at least. Um, certainly as good as Australia. Fijian coach Simon Rawalui on his side's attitude uh, in that thrilling performance over Australia. We wanted to continue to play and uh, play to win. Um, I thought the boys were outstanding today. Uh, set piece was good. You know, the carries were good. Um, Backs the, the 19th carried uh, controlled the game well. So it was it was a good a good win against a very good uh, Australian team. Um, so we could have easily got distracted last week uh, with the loss, but the boys applied themselves, uh, trained well all week, prepared themselves, and uh, it was it was. Uh, the, the result was a direct uh, relation to the, the progression that the boys put in. The very good coach of the Fijian side there, Simon Raiwalui, on his side's attitude. Now, what about getting the respect of uh, oppositions like Australia and the like? I'm happy because the boys won. I'm happy for this group. I'm happy for our captain, who's uh, led from the front right from the start. I, we have pushed them hard from the beginning, 11 weeks, 12 weeks of uh, preparation. Uh, we wanted to change who we are, our identity, what we stood for. And we have uh, traditional areas where the, those tier one teams, develop, uh, developed nations, attack us. And I think those are the areas where we've really improved. And I think uh, teams talking of us as a bunch of very talented individuals is passing out where we've got a very good team of, of um, talented uh, talented players. So. It's all credit to these boys. I've, uh, we've put the framework in place and they've, they've put the work in. It's Fijian coach Simon Rawalui uh, on his side's performance uh, in the last uh, 24 hours or so. Uh, getting the victory over Australia, their biggest ever win at a Rugby World Cup. So we'll move back to Australia now and controversially left out of the side was their former captain Michael Hooper, not part of the Rugby World Cup squad. The outstanding flanker who won Stephen Beaver Donald believes would be in the All Black squad if he was in New Zealander. He's that good, folks. Uh, what were his thoughts this morning on the use of the Wallabies bench? We've talked about you need to win your games now, and this was at one of our bigger ones at the pool, so we needed to get that done. Um, again, a, a few question marks. Uh, Sully scores that try. So I am a huge fan of getting your reserves on. Like, why would you leave reserves on the bench till under 10 minutes? Like, get them on the field, get them out there and rip into it. Um, but taking Samu off, I, I think he's probably a guy that I would love to have seen go on 80, um, particularly with what's coming up next week. Maybe there was a bit of preservation in there, like wanting to not, um, you know, go go some injuries, um, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, Michael Hooper, pretty critical there. Uh, also on what went wrong this morning after they had a pretty decent start leading early doors. Yeah, I think what was happening, like the Fijians were getting such good go forward. 
So we move Carter and take Carter off and move uh, Dono into the front line. Now, what are the Fijians going to do? They're going to keep running down that channel. So even in just that aspect, it was hard. And then not to mention, you know, that Carter's been doing the lion's share of the work at 10 and then doesn't even get to, you know, probably get much at training. So it's a really interesting one to do at 48, 49-minute mm. mark. Um, you know, it's, I think this game's, again, asked a lot more questions than probably answers. It's Michael Hooper there. And finally, uh, for the Wallabies, what needs to happen now, Michael? We have got to be really good at focusing on what we can control this week. We've got to look at nothing but the Wales game and how we can influence that game. If we start thinking, oh, we could be an Aussie team that gets knocked out of a pool, then our mindset is totally gone and lost. So if we can bring it back to thinking about, okay, as a player, how can I deliver best for this team on the weekend? We'll do really well. There's Michael Hooper there. Uh, all right, to the England camp we go now. Too good for Japan this morning. Four tries to zip in a performance, uh, in a 34 points to 12 winning performance. Here is their coach, Steve Borthwick. Yeah, the players uh, have done tremendously well. I think that was a, a really tough test match against a really well-coached Japanese side um, who clearly came with a, a tactical plan and played the game differently to, I think, anybody else in the world plays. And the players did, did, did tremendously well through that game to get the result. Do you mind how you win as long as you do win? Um, I think the, ultimately at the end of the day, the players find a way. And that's the, that's the important thing, that they find a way. And um, In these conditions, it's challenging. It's challenging for both teams. You see a Japan team that kicked the ball 37 times today. I'm not sure when you'd see a Japan team that kicks the ball 37 times. And that gives you a sign of the nature of it. The Fiji win earlier on tonight and score one try off a box kick. Um, it tells you a lot about what's going on, what, what the challenge is. So for the players to go there tonight and uh, find a way of scoring four tries and ultimately the, the cohesion built through the game and we knew Every bit of information was telling us about that last quarter was going to be the important quarter. It was going to be a tight. We talked a week about it. We felt this game could be tight. And the last quarter is where we need to accelerate. And, and the boys did that. The England side, two from two. Uh, player of the tournament so far, George Ford, uh, got man of the match again for the second game running. They are sneakily working their way into a position where they could be World Cup semi-final bound. Uh, stay tuned for that. Right, to our breakout performance of the weekend. Uh, all thanks to Breakout River Meats, 100% Australian meat, locally produced from Cowra, New South Wales. Uh, of course, it's none other than Cam Roygaard. Taking a ground on the 22, just five in from the left-hand sideline. It's Havili, and now it's flying a Nuku, and he will give it off to Cam Roygaard, who in his first test match start has waited an eternity. I'll scratch that, about a minute and a half to score his first test, tries a starter. Scrum time, and it's a big one from the All Blacks. Driving over the top, they've turned it over, they've got a score, and it's Roygaard again. He spins Pirouettes away from a desperate Namibian defender. I think it was Stevens' opposite number, but there was no way they were going to stop Cam Roygaard after just that monster All Black pack. Played really well. You know, he you know he had a pack in front of him that was was giving him a platform clearly, um, but uh, took his opportunities. And it's um, you know it's one thing to have a good go forward ball, but it's two to make good decisions with that. And uh, he should be really proud of it. He cleared well. He cleared consistently. Didn't have to kick a lot, but when he did, he's effective, and and we saw the benefit of his running game. So um, you know, he's the last couple of weeks been really impressed with his growth during training and 
um, it was a big start for him, and uh, he, he certainly took the opportunity. Cam Roygaard, that was Ian Foster that you heard there speaking on Cam Roygaard. He is our breakout uh, performance of uh, the day. Uh, breakout River Meats, 100% Australian meat, locally produced from Cowra and only found at your local independent butcher. Uh, shortly, we'll hear from Warren Gatland after Wales's victory over Portugal on Sunday. But right now, it's time for the news with Johnny Mack. Then only for a minute, I want to change my mind. It is 23 minutes away from 7. You're on Rugby World Cup today with uh, Brad filling in for Daniel uh, McCarty. Uh, Rugby World Cup today brought to you by Kubota, uh, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Well, Wales, they're two from two after a sketchy 28-8 win over Portugal on Sunday morning. Take by Jack Morgan. A kick through. Perfection from Wales. Lewis Rees Zammett is a wonder. They have the opening five. The roar of a nation. As they go down to the front. Let's hear it. Nicola Martin. Portugal, the brave. Oslobos are over in the World Cup. The roar the same from Wales and their fans as they batter towards the line. It's the tank to Lupe Fonital. Yes, Wales getting the victory. Uh, as I said, a little bit sketchy. But what about Warren Gatland, the coach of the Welsh team? Was he happy with the bonus point at the end there, which could be crucial uh, come qualification for the quarterfinals? Yeah, no, happy, happy with the bonus point. If, if someone said you'd had... Uh, ten points from the first two games. Uh, we've been pretty happy with that. Look, there wasn't there were aspects of today we've probably uh, have gone on there and probably tried to play a little bit too much rugby early on and didn't need didn't play a bit more territory or be a bit more direct. But you know, some of those players haven't had a a lot of rugby and making that many changes with a short turnaround. So you know, I just spoke to them in the change rooms and said, look, job done. We've got the uh, five points. So. We can be happy with that and just, you know, for for some players to be honest about their own performance and where they can improve as well. A Welsh coach Warren Gatlin there and now his reflections on his team performance. Was he happy with it? Yeah, it's not uh, it's not easy at the moment sitting in the box, you know, it's a bit a little bit stressful, but you know, the, the message at half time was that uh, you know it was twenty one minutes ball and play time at half time, so we've kind of done that that job uh, in terms of trying to take their feet away from them in terms of uh, they'd thrown everything at us in that first half, that first sort of 20 minutes and, and probably they didn't have the same sort of opportunities in the second half in terms of putting us under that sort of pressure but we probably didn't help ourselves as well in, in terms of managing that so um, oh, yeah, we sit there, we were just conscious of how important for it, for us to get that bonus point at the end and um, you know the the one that was ruled as a a non-try with Tom Francis. I'm looking at that and going, you know, he just stopped and stood still. So I don't know where he's supposed to go in that situation when he's actually in front of the ball. So that was that was that was a little bit frustrating. But you know, we we've regrouped and um, you know when we've run hard and, and and won those collisions, that's when we we looked uh, dangerous and probably at times we're a little bit lateral. But um, 
like I said, is it's good that we've given nearly everyone in the squad a, an opportunity and, and some rugby, and so we can got a little bit more time in terms of preparation before Australia, and then we can start sort of focusing and looking forward to that. And finally from Gats, the rise of Tier 3 sides impressing so far in pool play the likes of Uruguay and Portugal. I thought Uruguay were, were outstanding. It was great, and it's, it's brilliant for the game. You know, it's probably... Uh, you know, we've seen a couple of blowouts, but, um, you know, we've seen... Um, you know, I think it's fantastic with... with uh, Portugal sort of, um, I thought they played well tonight and, and um, showed a lot of enterprise. And then uh, you could argue that Uruguay were pretty unlucky in a, in a few situations as well. So you know, we were aware of that. And, you know, maybe it's, I think it's important that we continue from a rugby perspective, you know, continue to help develop these tier two nations. And, and maybe, you know, there might be a situation where you know, we're able to increase the number of uh, teams in the World Cup to, say, 24, and then I think that would continue to help grow the game. And, and um, you know, that, that, that's an important aspect because you don't want the top-tier nations dominating World Cups. You want, you want upsets, and uh, as long as I'm not a part of it. So, <laughs> um, and I think it's, it's a real positive, um, you know, going forward and to see teams competing and... and and, and pushing other teams close. He's a great thinker of the game, isn't he, Warren Gatland? And certainly he's a, a, a proponent for the game becoming better uh, in the future and, and, and a better viewing spectacle. It's been very, very critical on the way that rugby's been played at this tournament. Well, South Africa continue to look like uh, world champs in waiting, don't they? Dispatching Romania 76 to zilch. Uh, here's coach Jacks Niembar on why his side has started games so well in the last month. Of course, that victory over the All Blacks at Twickenham, uh, and then their first pool game against Scotland, and again against Romania, out of the gate, they were electric. You, you can't plan for a good or bad start, but you can plan for, or you can start with intensity. And, and that's because, I mean, sometimes you're going you're gonna to score early or you're not going to score early. You can, can concede early, but it. It, it, it is what it is, but I think um, you can always start with intensity because that's under your control. I don't think having a good start in terms of getting points on the board is in, always in your control. Sometimes destiny is just not in your in your way. But I thought that we, we started with massive intensity uh, today, so very happy about that. Speaking of massive, they play Ireland this weekend. Cannot wait for that game. We'll have more on that uh, shortly. Uh, after the break, your Rugby World Cup schedule, thanks to Kubota, and we will look at the pool standings, and we'll also jump into the Samoan camp after their win uh, on the weekend uh, against Chile. And I'm left there with my thoughts And the image of you being with someone else Well, it's to Rugby World Cup today. Brad Lewis uh, filling in for Daniel McCarty on your Monday evening. It's 11 minutes away from 7. Uh, we're the home stretch here on this episode of Rugby World Cup today brought to you by Kubota Shaping and Building Australia and New Zealand. Well, Manu Samoa got their campaign off to a winning start on Saturday nights beating Chile 43-10 in another fantastic game of rugby involving the Chileans. Uh, they're a decent shot of making the quarters if they can beat two of Argentina, England and Japan, the Samoans. Here's co uh, captain Michael Ala Alatoa uh, on giving credits to the opposition uh, for the way that they started the game. Yeah, 
I wouldn't say it's, it was a slow start because um, you, you have to give credit where credit's due and Chile came out of the blocks firing. Uh, it seemed like they took a lot of energy from, from the crowd. There's a lot of Chile supporters here and 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 for from our perspective, we we definitely noticed that as well. And um, it being our first World Cup game, it took us a lot. Uh, took us a bit longer than we than we needed it to 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 get into the game. But uh, it was great to get that try before halftime and and swing some momentum back our way. It's Michael Alatoa there. What about Coach Salili Mapasua on the message to his players ahead of their huge game? against the Pumas, considering the game against Chile was riddled with errors. <clears throat> Don't drop the ball. <laughs> the message will be, you know, we have to nail our basics uh, and we have to um, um, really make sure that we, um, we we hold on to the ball because uh, uh, from uh, I know Chile almost punished us today and, and we know that with the opposition coming up, uh, any, any, if we if we give them an inch, they'll they'll take a mile, and and, and we'll be under the post um, discussing how um, where to go to next. So uh, there there will be a big emphasis on on, on our skill set. Um, uh, we're definitely a lot better than we showed today, um, and that's the exciting thing as well is that we're, um, we have got our campaign underway, and, um, and we're looking to improve on and build on that um, on, on that game today. Marusamo coach Salila Mapasua continues uh, talking about ex-Wallabies and All Blacks helping out the Pacific Islands, in particular Manu Samoa. Those, those, those players that have, have, have joined uh, Manu Samoa through uh, the eligibility amendment, um, I, I believe has, has strengthened our team because uh, as, as a coach I now have a, a wider pool of players to, to, to select from and um, you know, we, have, we have a... Uh, 50 test all black that, that that's won a world cup who knows uh what it takes to win a world cup uh, and compete uh in, in our group we have um ex all blacks ex wallabies who um uh, who, who are passionate about representing uh their their families and, and, and their Samoan heritage so they only add to the quality of the group and and um uh, they're also joining some some pretty Pretty good players that we have in the squad as well, so it's, it's a really, it's a really nice mix, and um, and and you know, they they're just expanding the the breadth of our of our leadership as well, which is which is um, it, it's great for me as a coach. Marusamo coach Selena Mapasua. That's almost us done and dusted here on Rugby World Cup today on your Monday evening. First of all, though, our Rugby World Cup schedule, thanks to Kubota, uh, together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Sunday, 6.30 a.m. NZT, the Springbok World Champions against the world's best team, Ireland. Daniel McCarty and Christian Cullen with the commentary here on SCNZ. And Monday morning, September 25, Wales versus Australia in a loser-could-go-home game. Uh, it's Scotty Stevenson and Steve Devine. That game from 7 a.m. on Monday uh, morning. Uh, that is us done and dusted here on Rugby World Cup today for Monday the 18th of September. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow evening uh, and we'll do a deep dive into the pools and just see where every team's at after sort of at least playing one game. Most teams have played two and um, we'll have a look at how those quarterfinal matchups might be shaping out, particularly for the likes of England, 
uh, and potentially Fiji, where the Wallabies, Wallabies are at, and uh, how the All Blacks are shaping up ahead of a quarterfinal against the one of the two best teams in the world in the Springboks or Ireland. But thank you so much uh, for listening. Double eight, double three. Remember, every night on the show, if you want to contribute, uh, Daniel McCarty back on board from Wednesday, but I will be here, as I said, with you guys uh, tomorrow night. Uh, but until then, have a very, very good night, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. SCNZ, the home of the Rugby World Cup in 2023. Have a good night, everybody.